Hello, and welcome to the DMV Business Show, a weekly show where we get to meet local business and community leaders in the DC, Maryland, and Virginia area. They get to impact their story and how they got there. You can expect to hear advice and learn about their journey and how they went from point A to point B. My name is Odo Sevilla, and I'm a commercial real estate advisor in the local DC, Maryland, and Northern Virginia area. I have been very fortunate to have worked with many amazing entrepreneurs and executives, from startup founders to international Fortune 500 companies. And one of the things I love about what I do is I get to form these great relationships with some interesting people. I get to know them and I learn about how it all started. And I love hearing a good business story. When I'm not working in commercial real estate, I just also happen to be the host of this show. So please enjoy and welcome to the DMV Business Show. Hello everyone, welcome to the DMV Business Show. I'm your host, Odo Sevilla. And today my special guest is the one and only Jeff Martin. Jeff is the CEO of University Recruiters. He's also earned in 2020 Global CEO Excellence Award and has been named 2020 Yahoo Finance Top CEOs to Watch. So you better watch and listen to this episode. Jeff, thank you for coming on, buddy. Anytime, brother, man. It's good to be here. Good to be here. What's cooking? Yeah. So as I mentioned offline, you know, I like to start off, you know, from the very beginning. Um, I, are you from around the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area? I'm not. I went to school uh, in Towson, Maryland, um, from uh, New York and uh, came down um, to Towson to play lacrosse, wound up coming to school and saying, forget lacrosse, right? Let me just uh, have fun and be a college kid, which was awesome. And um, wound up getting my first job um, in, in the mortgage banking world, literally right out of college and, and never left. And it's all she wrote. So from New York, are you from the city or where about in New York? Yeah, right above, 30 minutes above Manhattan. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I guess you call that the suburbs or is that still Pretty considered? much, yeah, yeah. Okay. 30 minute ride into the city, White Plains is, is to okay, be yeah. exact and um, wound up moving from White Plains 30 minutes north of that for uh, high school um, and then came down here. So how, how were you growing up in New York? What where were you into back then? Oh, man, it was great. You know, my, my kids go to private school now. I'm lucky enough to send them there. But I look back and I'm like, you know, the mix of people and, you know, everything in the, I mean, everything. It, it was insane, right? The, the mixture, which, you know, uh, sleeping over every nationality's friend's house and, you know, eating their dinner and learning that shit. And um, I was just like, you know, I hope that these kids get that being at a private school, which they could, but it, it, was a, it was a little different and something that I would never change in a million years. It, it is different. Crazy. Um, were you a train ride away or how close was Manhattan or the city if you wanted to come in? Yeah, a quick train ride, half okay. hour. Okay. Would, would, yeah. Growing up there, would you come down in high school or with your friends or you pretty much Not stayed much. there? Around? No, um, you know, once you're there, you're there. Right. Yeah. So it's like it's in high school. It's not like we were clubbing and shit. Okay. Uh, we'd rather be at like a house party with all our friends. But we go down, you know, I'm talking a handful times a year for sure. Sure. You know, whether it's just to see the holiday shit or, or whatever. 
So since you came down to Towson, Baltimore for lacrosse, I, I assume growing up you were big into sports or lacrosse at least? I was, yeah. I mean, um, lacrosse was the big one where I grew up. Um, and that's the one I concentrated on and, you know, did every other sport, but not as serious as lacrosse. I, I look back and say, shit, I wish I played golf, right? Because now it's like my favorite thing to do and I'd be 10 times better. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. So all good. Okay. So you come down here and you go to Towson, you go to the lacrosse team, right? Yeah. Do you, what do you, what do you think in studying or what are you majoring then? Have you picked up uh, mass communications okay. with uh, a, a big emphasis on public speaking and broadcasting? Okay. So which, you, even, even then you were into public speaking. Yeah. Um, I tell everybody, I think mass com is the greatest, Unless you're going to go into and I'm, hey, I want to be an accountant or a doctor. Um, from a standpoint of what degrees CEOs look at, right? And this isn't just my opinion. MassCom is by far the best one, right? Because communication is the one skill that you kind of can't teach, but you can, right? You know, all the other shit you can learn. Um, and if you can come out, read and write um, and speak, right? You're going to have such better chance of doing anything else um, with that. So every time I see a mass comm major, I love it. I love okay. it. Okay. Okay. Is, um, are they easier to place? No, I mean, yeah. they're okay. just, you know, depending on what they did in mass comm, they just communicate better. They're sure. smoother. They're better interview. Yeah. Right? So they're going to land that job a lot quicker because if you come out of college to one to four years out of school, right, it's all the same shit. So it's okay, great. You're selling copiers. How good are you at communicating? You know, or, or, or you know, you know what I mean. So, exactly, exactly. So you, I love MassCom. So you graduate Towson, and you say you go into the mortgage industry, right? Went right to the more literally the day after I graduated. So are you are you a mortgage broker, lender, or uh, back now? Uh, before I started my firm, I, you know, I I went from originating. Okay. And I was a mortgage banker, broker, whatever you okay. want to call it, and from there, I was there for about 13 years, 14 years, halfway through. Wow, you were there for some time. Oh, yeah. That was my yeah. only job. That okay. was my only job. I was, I was loyal, right? There were yeah. so many people that would come and go, and that, you know, they would badmouth the company about everything. And I'm like, who gave, you know, this was a company, and, and all these people that talk shit, right? In the back of my head, I said, man, you know, no one else took a chance on you, but now all of a sudden you hit one hiccup and they suck, right? I hate, I hate people like that. I hate it. It's, it's, it's annoying. It's called loyalty, right? So there yeah. was a lot of times I could have left, but I was loyal. And I got, and every time, and I give this advice to everyone, every time I stayed and did not, I put my blinders on and I did not buy into all the noise and bullshit on the street about all these other places and everyone's making more money, whatever it was. I came out the other end making more money than all those people, right? Moving up the ladder. Cause when you hop every month, every year, you don't, you don't get roots. You don't grow. You just become a salesperson that job hops. Yeah. So every single time. And then it got to the point where halfway in like seven years when I knew better, you couldn't, even think about selling me to leave. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, so I had a great run there, still a great client of mine, learned 
almost everything I know from that place. Um, you know, and, and you know, piece of advice I give everyone listening, it's called loyalty, right? It's called someone takes a chance on you. You don't run on the first second something doesn't go your way. I love right? that. Yeah. Um, you have to look in the mirror and say, I was a young punk ass kid from New York who had no background, but thought he was the king of the world. Right. Like I just wanted, you know, I'm the best just like everybody. And finally a company said, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll train you. We'll hold your hand. And it was the you know, best thing I did, but too many people these days don't, don't know what the word loyalty means. Yeah. And, and this firm is always in the Maryland area. You stuck through, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, literally across the street, next building over. Oh, wow. That close. Yeah. 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 So what made you decide after 14 years with all the loyalty to look elsewhere? Um, I had seven years there in staffing okay. and it got to the point where if you sent me your resume, by the way, my best friend at this company's name was Otto. Okay. And he would tell everyone, Hey, good news. You could spell it the same front ways and backwards. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, literally, by the way, when I started there, I was 21. This guy was 50 something. Oh, right? okay. so I'll give everyone a piece of advice. I saw the number one person who was working 80 hours a week. Right. Okay. And I was made from the same cloth, just a little younger. And I took this guy to lunch four to five days a week. Right. And he, you know, he was the kind of guy that was like, shit, I'll take a free lunch. Right. Yeah. Literally four to five days a week. And, and all I do is suck the knowledge out of his brain. How are you the best? You're, he was making a half a million when I got there. How are you doing it? What are you doing? And everyone else was so cocky and thought they were so good that they never seeked out who's the best and said, Hey, do you mind if I tag along? Teach me. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's me and him and we're, you know, best friends right? Okay. because you outgrow that student and you just become friends in your role together. Sure. And so many people, I know we're getting off topic, but when I saw your name, I was like, man, I miss that guy. Um, he's retired and, and chilling. I think he drives Uber once in a while when he's bored. Literally. <laughs> um, he calls his own shots, but you know, too many people out there don't want to go ask for help. Right. That's the problem. No, yeah. they're, 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 too, they're too cocky. Fuck that. Excuse my language. I ask for help 20 times a day. I'm not scared to ask. So if you're listening to this, right, find somebody in your industry where you work that's much better than you. And if you look in the mirror and say, oh, there is no one, I'm the best. And you're only one to 10 years in, you're full of shit. And that's why you're never going to grow. Jeff, I, and, and, and this person who is basically double your age, he was also an originator? That's all he did. Okay. He did okay. This guy worked so much, right? He would only get up to go to the bathroom. He would get in at 6.30, leave it around midnight, wow. and take two to three naps a day at his, at his cube, just straight out like an old man sleeping, right? Um, you know, and you, you see this guy making a half a mil, and you're like, if he can do it, I can do it. Well, let but, me ask, mm -hmm. but I'm going to find out how he's doing it. And the way you find that out is through food. Hey man, I'm going to take you to lunch. I don't want to, here's what happens. I don't want to just come in your cube and be like, Hey, I'm a 21 year old punk. I want to be rich. Teach me the ways. No, no, no. It's give and get right. Yeah. I'm going to give you some chicken wings. And while you're sucking them down, I'm just going to ask you a zillion questions. And then after a while the the scale tilts to where, now we're just going to lunch as friends and we're equals and we're, you know, back and forth.
I completely agree. It reminds me, um, I went to University of Maryland here in College Park, and one of my last internships, which became eventually my full-time job after graduating, was with a commercial real estate company in Tyson's in McLean. And one of the main producers there, young guy typically, because the, the average person in commercial real estate does not look like me. They're 50, 60, white, gray hair. Um, yeah. And he was, by, back then, I think he was in his 30s, making multiple six figures. And just like that, I was like, let me take you to coffee. Let me take you to lunch and just pick his brain. Yeah. Um, it reminds me, though, all those lunches you paid and everything, what were you? What were some key takeaways? By the way, this is, this is no joke. Um, there was one year where my accountant went back, and I think there's in a two-year span, it was $11,000, like food and dinner. And let me tell you something, best 11 grand I could ever spend. Um, but what's the question? I was going to, and, and this 11 grand was just lunch, you and him, right? That's it, man. Okay, for two like, years. So, so I, I throw that number out, not to say, oh, look at the number I spent. When I say just about five days a week or so, like for years, that's true. Right. I was a 22 year old three, somewhere around there. And I probably did that for two to three years. Um, even when I got to the level of, I was neck and neck with him. There's still, you know, someone who's lived life and had business. Okay. Well now I'm off of talking about how you're so good there. How'd you get through life? What'd you do? Right. I wasn't married or kids back then. Mm -hmm. Give me all the knowledge. Yeah. Anyway, too many people are scared or embarrassed to ask for help or, you know, can I pick your brain? Um, and, it, and by the way, if all you want is want, 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 and you don't want to give, then that person is going to cut you off, right? It's simple. When you're buying them lunch every day and they're sort of cheap, even <laughs> though they're making a meal, um, you got their attention, my friend. Yeah. My question to you was during that time frame when you would take them out to lunch, what were some key takeaways that you learned that you can apply in your business back then or even now anyone can use? Um, work ethic okay. is one. You know, I don't know all these sayings and all that crap, but it's, yeah. you know, I'll take a hustler over talent any day of the week. You know what okay. I mean? Like, I don't care if you went to Harvard. I'm going to outwork your ass and make you look like a little kid. Um, and that's, that was the first thing. It was, hey, if you want it, you better put in the time, brother. Um, and, and what I love about this guy, he didn't hold back. He didn't give a shit, right? And it was straight up. I remember he said, look around. 90% of these people won't be here in a year. Why? Because they'd rather quit than work hard. So if you're going to take me to lunch, you better keep up with me. Don't take me to lunch and come in three hours after me and leave five hours before me, right? So he said, I I'm your guy, but you mm -hmm. better keep up with me. Outwork me. Show up before I show up. Dude, there was times where he'd be there till 11 o'clock. I'm like sound asleep at my desk, bored. <laughs> I just wanted to like punch myself in the face, but I wasn't leaving before him because I wanted him to say, oh, shit, this homeboy is no joke. I'm going to give him all the energy he needs. You know, in, in my, in my world, if I hire you, right. And, and it's a little different because, because of COVID. But when I had 10 people in this office, you would know if you were in the outs when I didn't spend any time with you. Okay. 
right? Like it, when you come in, if I hire you, I'm giving you, I used to hire people and put them in my office. I didn't care that I had this beautiful office with all these views. I would shove a makeshift desk in the corner and say, my job is to make your ass win because I gave you the promise that I was going to make you win. Your job is to keep up, right? Guess where I got that? Mr. Otto, right? And and then I would eventually move you out of my office. So I took away my private space, my personal calls, because I want to make sure that you won. And the only way you were going to do that is to keep up with me, right? But getting back to what Otto said, um, if all of a sudden I didn't see you returning the favor, right? Like when I hire somebody, I say, hey, here's the check boxes that I'm going to give you. One, two, three, four. Here's what I'm asking for. Dedication and hard work. I got 10 boxes to fill. I got to pay you. I got to give you leads. I got to do all that. You have two. Show up and work hard. Oh, and three is smile. Because if you're a grump, you're out. If one of those boxes weren't checked, you, you stop getting my time. Right? Because I'm not going to put in time on someone who I'm asking for three things and they can't even check two of them. Yeah. Right? And, and that's, again, this is not an age thing. I don't care who you are right? Everybody, I get thousands of emails a month, thousands, right? Um, on LinkedIn and, and from Instagram, literally this weekend alone, no shit. I don't even want to pull it up on Instagram alone on DMS. It was like 350 just from Friday and Saturday, right? Wow. Um, it was some, someone posted something, blah, blah, blah. Can you teach me? Can you teach? You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. Half these people won't execute, so I don't want to waste my time teaching, right? Yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter what age you are, where you are in life, right? Find someone that's doing it better than you. By the way, you could be 50 and they could be 30. That's okay. If they're winning, find out why and what they're doing. The only thing I say is if you're not willing to outwork them or stay with them, then don't ask them. Yeah. Because if they're grinding, that's part of their secret. Right. So I get asked all the time. I have like a marketing brain. I love marketing. Right. We actually have a marketing company that we're, we're launching hardcore January. But right now we, we take clients and we market them. So people want to work there. And um, at the end of the day, forgot where I was going with this, but I get calls all the time about, hey, can you teach me how to market? It looks like you're branding yourself, right? You know, what are you doing? How are you doing? And how'd you get on Gary Vee and Grant and all these celebrities? And the first thing I say is, I am not going to teach you because I know you won't execute. So why waste 30 minutes of my time? Like Gary Vee says all the time, everything that he does, he puts out there for free. Why aren't more people doing it? Because it takes time. And they'd rather go play fucking video games right? Or watch Netflix and put in the time. Simple as that. I still feel guilty if I leave work before six o'clock. I have no one to feel guilty to. Why? Because I understand, right? To stay sharp and stay ahead, I got to outwork everybody. Jeff, I'm glad you bring up some of these public figures we may have heard of, such as Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Brian Cernhan for a million dollar listing in New York. And you work and are associated with most of these figures. And I'm sure others we probably haven't heard of or not as much in the limelight. How, how did you build those relationships? How, how did that come about? Uh, by building my brand, you need to get one big win, right? Like one, when, when you get 
when, if you can get into in front of one person that has influence, you can get into a hundred, right? Okay. Uh, because now all I have to do is send you a message saying, Hey, we'd love to chat. Here's a list of people I work with. And all of a sudden they're like, Oh shit, I got to get on that list. How's he on that? How is this kid? How's he know all these people? Right? Yeah. So you got to break into that one and that's just persistent and hard work. Okay. Right. Gary, I was lucky that some, someone on his team saw that I was doing video content before LinkedIn even allowed it. And when I mean allow it, they didn't have a platform. I had to put it on YouTube and then upload it. Okay. Everyone thought I was fucking crazy, <laughs> except the number one marketer in the world. Yeah. We said, holy cow, I like the balls. I like the guts. Let's chat. And, you know, that turned into a whole bunch, right? And then you yeah. get those videos and you repurpose them. And then all of a sudden the next guy calls or next girl calls and says, hey, we're hiring or, or can I hire, you know, a lot of these people bring me on as a consultant, not so much to do the staffing, but also, Hey, how do we grow? What do we do? Like I understand marketing to sell my widget, but how do I market that we're a good place to work? What do these people want? What do the millennials want? What do the older people want? What do the younger people want? Right. Okay. Um, and you get one and you, and here's the other thing you better kick ass when you get them because when that person, when Ryan Surhan does a video, I think he did one for me last year. He said, dude, I've never met someone like you who actually walks the walk after he talks the talk. I got 50 clients the next day. Wow. Because it wasn't me bragging. It was him saying, dude, I've never found a recruiter who actually doesn't talk shit and just gets the job done. Okay. Right? And by the way, he doesn't get the job done just by – um, job boards, right? Like I go out and headhunt okay. and you do one good job and you blow one client away, famous or not, right? We're all over the place here, but that's, that's my ADD. You do one thing good. You make one person win to where they've never won before. If, if I'm a commercial real estate and I give someone exactly what they want and I make it a fun process and I'm fun to work with and I am the interceptor of all the bullshit. And I say, listen, this is supposed to be easy for you. I'm going to deal with all this. You're going to get 10 more clients just because these, if these people are making decision to sign a lease with you, they know a lot of other people. Yes. And exactly. I don't think people understand anymore how important referrals and, and somebody vouching for you is right. You could sit on LinkedIn. I have not had to, and I don't say this in a cocky way because I'm actually literally posted today that I'm hiring somebody to do this. But up to now, I have not done one ounce of business development. I say that, but I'm full of shit. You know what my business development is? Making sure I kick ass on the people I have and it spreads like wildfire, okay. especially in my industry, especially yours, right? I know a lot of commercial realtors. They're lazy, you know, they're, you know, they're just chasing the money. You do one good thing for somebody, it'll come back tenfold. So you currently don't do any business development at all currently, Zero. right? Just comes in by, like people, it's like, so there's two ways. One, it's the word of mouth, right? And, and my referrals are my favorite because then it's like, hey, so-and-so swears by you guys. Can we use you? Let's talk. Let's see if it makes sense. Just because you're calling me doesn't mean I'm the right fit for you. Of course. And the thing that I do is I live by the motto, I'd rather turn you down than let you down. The problem with people these days, 
They say yes to everything when they know they can't do it. So guess what you just did? The opposite of what I told you to do in the beginning. You just shit the bed, my friend. Yeah. That travels, I forgot what the math is, 10 times faster than when you do good. Right? You do bad, the whole world knows about it. You do good, 10 people know about it. Right? Yeah. Um, the good news is those 10 call you. Right? The other spreads like wildfire. So that's one. You said the referral. You said there was two. What was the second one? So uh, as far as um, how we got business? Yeah, for the business development side. Yeah, re referrals and then, you know, just just people seeing me do my thing on LinkedIn. Okay. okay. Right? Um, everyone thought I was crazy. I tell the story all the time. You know, I'd show up to play golf. People, they still do it, right? But now they're like, oh, shit, okay. This guy's doing well. Right. But, you know, in the beginning, what are you doing? What's all these videos? You look like a fool. You look stupid. I remember Gary Vee told me day one, he goes, people are going to think you're an asshole. Ignore them and keep putting content out. And I do. And by the way, that's the reason why so many people stop because they're sick of people saying, what are you doing? Their parents, why, what are all these videos? Why are you doing this? I never stopped ever, 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 ever. And because of that, I have this philosophy when I train other recruiters that I may put my content out there. By the way, that's my business development, right? So I don't mm -hmm. need to pick up the phone. Yeah. And you may see it. You said you've been following me and you may not need me, not think you need me, don't give a shit about me, but you like my content or you see the content. Well, my job is to put that out there so when you do need me, I'm the guy like, oh shoot, I'm going to call that guy a follow, right? It's that simple. It's exactly. the number one thing I teach when I teach LinkedIn um, is put the content out there to become the expert. And when the person needs the expert, it may not be for five years. I have people that have been following me for six years that are reaching out saying, hey, I've been following you for you know, a handful of years. We would like to use you. I don't ask where have you been. The time wasn't right. They didn't need me. They didn't want me. They had another recruiter. But I... Every day they saw my big ball head on their face, ranting and raving about something. And they're like, oh, shit. There's something about longevity, someone that doesn't stop. Hey, let, let's call this guy. And then all of a sudden you see the celebrities I work in. You're like, holy shit. Okay. Then they read articles. Oh, man. Okay. This is the guy. They see the commitment. Yes. It's, it's execute. My, my biggest issue, I have a, a, it's not announced yet, but a book. I'm working on a book with a, a, a major publisher. And the title's called Bullshit. And it's, it's essentially the top 15 bullshit excuses you have between your ears, right? And one of those, and it ties in, is execution, right? Like, how many YouTube videos do you want to read? How many self-help books do you want to read? How much, or videos do you want to watch? How much, not, how many calls do you want to make and mentors? If you're not going to get off your ass and execute, stop wasting your time. Just go take a nap. Seriously, like if, if I'm going to get on a call with someone and spend an hour and then not execute, just take a nap. Why waste everyone's time? So it's funny, we're getting into the marketing thing. I do, I get these calls and, and I do these trainings and I say, guys, ladies, I'm doing this, right, to be nice, but I know 99% of you won't do any of this because it's, it's hard work and time. Two things no one wants to do. Everyone wants to grab their phone, push a button, and their food is here. Push a button, your ride is here. 
right? You don't have to work for shit anymore, right? Everything's boom. COVID's made it even worse, right? Everyone just brings it to your window. Like you don't even have to go in and pay, right? Well, not everything is like that in life, but people think it is. And if you're not willing to put in the hard work and time, then don't complain on why you're not moving up the ladder and you don't have all the good things. Jeff, I agree with you 100%. There is tremendous power in a brand. And like you said, it gives you that top of the funnel brand awareness that trickles down that you don't even have to go hunting. You're almost just fishing. The fish is coming to you. What, what are some examples or things like you mentioned when you're talking and giving lessons to some of these guys and gals out there? What are a few things, regardless of what industry you're in, whether you're a recruiter, whatever industry you're in, that people can do to establish that brand presence online? Content, right? So whatever you do, you're an expert in, right? Or you're going to be an expert in. If I sell um, window treatments, okay, right? I sell blinds for a living. I'm going to be on LinkedIn as the goddamn king of blinds. And guess what? 99% of the people that see my shit are going to say, who the hell cares about window treatments? That, uh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. But I'm going to keep putting it out there and I'm going to talk about how I'm the pro. And do you know, like literally, right. And then one day could be a week, a month, someone's going to call that just bought a big house that, you know, and that's how it starts. Right. Okay. But too many people, the, the, the biggest mistake is too many people. And I work with a lot of guys and girls that, that do what you do big okay. time, whether it's commercial or residential, Sir Hant, you know, like yeah. high level. The biggest thing is that they don't think they have something that other people want to hear. Well, how the hell are you the expert, right? For mm-hmm. instance, if I'm a commercial realtor, right? I would be giving a tip. At, if you're doing zero tips on LinkedIn now, then maybe you start with one or two, right? Because okay. I'm, I'm personally going to say I'd be doing one a day. But I know if you're, if you're doing nothing, that five a week is hard. Yeah. So realistically, two, two quick videos or tips a day talking about shit that I don't know, but you know, because you're the expert. But the problem is we all live in our own head, right? And, and Gary taught me this the first time I met him. He said, you live in your own head. So when you put content out, you want to blow everyone's mind, right? But stop, but you're really trying to blow your own mind. The average person that uses LinkedIn, the entry level basic shit that I have to say blows their mind, but I always want to be up here, right? So at the end of the day, you know, it's all about if you're the expert in commercial real estate, tell me something every single day. Don't worry about who's listening, who's not. Who cares? Put it out there. So when the next person needs a lease, I'm like, I like that kid who's always putting out those tips, right? Don't worry about everyone's chasing likes and comments. I don't give a shit about that. I have 85,000 LinkedIn followers. I don't care if you like or comment on my post at all because I know people are watching it and that's all that matters, right? So my, my advice is put out the content. Stop being scared. Stop worrying about what others are going to think. Stop worrying about what your peers think because all it takes is one video to catch viral and it's over. Yeah. You're the guy, you're the girl, you're on every fucking podcast, you're on every news. I had one thing go viral five years ago and it was wham, gone. 
done. Let's roll. Okay. Right. But I had a thousand not go viral. Let me play devil's advocate here for a second. I agree with you a hundred percent, Jeff, but what if someone says, okay, Jeff, I've been posting a video or two a day or a couple times a week. Nothing, Jeff, nothing's happening. Um, what now? Majority of the people, like you said, 99.9, first of all, don't even do step one, which is create and post the content. So, so you come to me and, hey, I've been doing this for four months, four days a week, right? Okay. So you want to know what my response is? Yes. Awesome. Keep going. Like, like it, this doesn't happen. My brand, like, it's funny because that's the biggest thing, right? Jeff, I did it for 90 days. That's it? You're fucking crazy, <laughs> right? It took three years for my brand to catch, but I never stopped. Three years of consistent daily Every effort. day, all effing day. Posting on LinkedIn, all Instagram, day. everywhere. I ran okay. out of shit to say. Yeah. Like, okay. but, but I'd wake up and, and like, it got so crazy that I had, I hired a video guy to follow me around because, you know, it's, it's hard to think of content, but it's easy to live it. Right. Yeah. Um, but it could be as easy as just going to your website, pulling some content off, put it on LinkedIn, whatever. It's all the social media. Yeah. So if you come to me and say, Hey, it's been six months, not one lead, nothing. I'm going to say realistically, let's look at the content you're putting out. Is it professional? Are you portraying yourself? Like, how's the audio? Like, seriously, all this little yeah. shit. But I'm also going to give you one word. Patience. Patience. Yes. If two years go by, I'm still going to give you patience. I'm going to, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you, right? So we can play devil's advocate. I'm, I'm, I don't feel bad for you. Because yeah. it took me three years to get something to pop where all of a sudden I was noticed by the biggest name in the world. Okay. Right. Um, three fucking years, brother, of being teased, made fun of. What are you doing? You look like a fool. That shit is stupid. Nobody cares. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Never stop. Never fucking thought about it for a second. Never once did I wake up and say, this is embarrassing. Because you get used to it. Right. I'm going to tell you, you start walking around with a camera crew, especially in New York City. New York City is actually normal. Yeah. Right. Around Maryland. Yes. People think you're nuts. What is what is this loser doing? Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, how do you do it, Jeff? Can you help me? No, I can't help you. You know why? Because you won't put in the work I did. And you're, you're going to be the one that calls me in three months crying that's not working. Long term. I mean, yeah, everything. Look, yes, people can get rich quick. Yes, you can start a company and in, in a year be a millionaire. But that's not normal. That's not normal. What's normal is hard work, right? Work, work, and then work some more. And by the way, I'm not one of these guys or people that tell you that if you enjoy your Friday, you're an asshole. I hate, I don't hate those people. I just hate that mentality. Like I get recharge on the weekends, right? But I'm also going to say you have to self-monitor yourself, right? So I look in the mirror, right? I do this when I'm driving and say, did I get done? I know how good I am. Did I leave it all on the field today? 
right? My buddy, Tom Herb, he has this thing when you've seen us do all these videos, um, rate your day, grade your day, but, but grade it in your head. It's for you. Was today an A or did I suck and was it an F? And if it was an F, how do I fix it? The problem is, you know what everyone says? Oh, today was an A, right? It's not. They lie to so, themselves. Yeah, so I, I don't lie to myself. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, when I say work, 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 I don't mean don't have fun. I don't mean, you know, you see these people, hey, if you're going to Friday happy hour, you know, you don't want it. Bullshit, right? Bullshit. You can have some fun. But I'm going to tell you what, if Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday you sucked and then you go to happy hour and you do it consistently, yeah. right? Or you, you're you not getting the job done, but by six o'clock you're playing video games, then you, you're not meant for the, you're not meant for it. Yeah. Jeff, let me rewind back a little bit where we were left off with your career track. You mentioned you were at the mortgage company for around 14 years or so, right? Yeah. You started with origination, and when you left 14 years later, were you still in origination, or you were in a different role? No, I am um, halfway in my career. I got into uh, – let me turn this a little bit, get some better lighting. Um, halfway in, I got into staffing for them. Okay. So it became, hey, I'm done originating loans. We're exploding. I think I can do a better job recruiting than any of the recruiters you have here. And that wasn't being cocky. It's because I lived it. I knew what we needed. Okay. Right? Like, you know, I could sell it with my eyes closed. Um, and then I did that. And this is what we were talking about. It got to the point where I would meet a guy like Otto, right? It's funny. I literally started saying this and I said your name and went off to my tangent. <laughs> I would see a resume of Otto, but Otto either didn't fit or he didn't want to work there. Okay. None of those mean you're not a good person or you're not good, right? And after a while, when you're really just hiring one thing over and over again, and you start to throw away, and I don't mean this in a bad way, resumes because they either don't fit or don't want to work there, but they're a good person, you're like, shit, I would, like to, I, I would love to put him somewhere. Sure. So it got to the point where the reason I like agency versus internal is because every day, I mean, not to show you, you know, my, I still do, I'm still old school. These are all the clients I have to work today and they're okay. all different. And I love that. Right. Um, and that's why, you know, agency means agency versus, versus internal. If I'm internal working for AT&T, I'm only hiring for AT&T. They want this. If you're not in it, you're out. That doesn't mean you're not good. I wanted to start helping those other people. I want to be able to grow as a recruiter beyond inside the box. So did you go to a recruiting agency or did no, you I went across the street and opened my own? Okay. Okay. So you basically hang up your shingle and you form I your own. I literally walked across the street. Okay. Rented a space for 1800 bucks. No fucking carpet, no desk, no phone, no nothing. Zero. I swear on my life, I got a folding table. No carpets yet. <laughs> Right. I got a discount because there was no, I, I said, I don't need a build out. I just need a place. Yeah. I'm dead serious. I got a folding table and I got two more folding tables for the two people I was going to hire. I was able to afford them because I was smart and save money. Okay. Right? It was my own cash. I was paying these people, by the way, you know, you can criticize all your bosses in the, in all the world. As soon as you have payroll, 
you start to say, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't have said that about them, right? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's my family's money that I'm handing out to people. And you want to be hungry, right? You, you want to see how hard and, and, and how, how, how deep you can go? Put someone on payroll with your family's money, right? Like, it was overdrive. And I loved it, but it was the scariest shit in the world. But I walked across the street. No carpet. We had a door and a lock on it, so no one could take our shit. Um, and we worked, or I should say, I worked, right? Um, until, until you know, probably I, I worked for three to four years. What what, what year? What what year was it established? Thirteen or fourteen. Okay. Okay. Somewhere around there. Okay. So I, I and I'm being dead serious. I worked for three and a half, four years before I was able to, to even sleep through the night knowing that, okay, I think I'm going to be okay. okay. Like I'm talking, I'm not bullshitting. I'm like, this is entrepreneurship, right? Those that want to play in the game, you want to fly in the jets and buy all the good shit, but you're not willing to put the time in. Right. Yeah. I'm saying I couldn't sleep one night, one night because every day was a get up, fight the battle of how am I going to do this, right? Establishing my brand. Who am I going to do? Meanwhile, my bank account that I worked so hard to save up, whoop, down to zero. So now I blow through savings. I'm at zero. I have payroll to meet. That's where you hear these companies and every entrepreneur has it where they go through these tough times. People are going to quit on you because I can't make payroll, right? Like that's yeah. the shit that I went through. It was real. I didn't walk across the street and become a millionaire. No chance. Actually, I lost everything when I walked across the street to the point where I'm like, how am I going to even pay for gifts for my kids at Christmas? Right. Maybe not that bad, but like, like you start bugging out, you have sure. some mean years. Okay. Um, never once fucking pointed a figure at anybody. Never once felt sorry for myself. Never once blamed anybody. Every day I woke up, and I got my ass to work. And, 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 and it's so easy to blame everyone. My clients, this, why I can't do it. That just wasn't me, right? It wasn't me. And, I, and, and, and you know, if it's, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Yeah. Never once. I go home, pay my people. Didn't take a check for a year once. Literally. Never once blamed anyone, felt sorry for my, you know why I don't feel sorry for myself? Because no one else does. So why would you, right? Yeah. Um, and I knew that what I was doing was different from the rest of the world. So eventually it would pop and it popped. So the first three to four years were hard times. During that three to four years. Worse yeah. than that. <laughs> Fucking brutal times. Did anything happen? Was there a catalyst or something? Or even from the get-go from 2013 or 14 when you found it, did you start with the whole, I'm going to start with the branding? Or did that come afterwards? Um, my second day in my box with no carpet. Okay. This is a dead honest truth. Literally, my second day. I knew the company name. That's all. Like, I, don't, I didn't have a website yet. Right? Why? I'm curious. Why university recruiters? Um, that's a good question. I kick myself for that all the time. Um, I, I've started the Jeffrey agency because at first it was, I'm only going to go after kids fresh out of college, which okay. that's the stigma we have. And we don't do any of that. Um, and then the reason it's still there 
is the brand is so strong and people see the you are and get it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with the rebranding. Re like, okay. It's just not worth it. Jeffrey agency is there. No one cares. Everyone cares. If, by the way, no one cares about anything. They see this and they know what it is, right? Like I've, yeah. I've, I've self branded out of the company. No one follows companies. They follow yeah. people. It's right? you. It's not me, but every company, right? Yeah. No one follows your commercial real estate. No one gives a shit about them. They care about you. Exactly. And then, and then you bring that to the business. But what was the question? Um, well, I asked about university recruiters, but then I was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, and, mm -hmm. so, um, I go across street. It was either day two or three. You, so the question was, did you want to start branding right away? Yeah. Immediately. Or did it come afterwards? On day two or three, by the way, never made a dollar yet. Okay. Had a company name, no website, no nothing. I finagled my way into in front of Justin Tucker's agent from the Ravens. Okay. A week later, I'm paying him out of my own pocket to shoot a commercial that we were going to air on Monday night football. I didn't have a website yet, <laughs> but guess what I was doing already? Branding. Okay. I was already setting the tone that university recruiters is about excellence. Here's who we work with, right? That wound up turning into, I mean, that was it. Like that shit aired on Monday night football for the whole entire year or, or you know, through the football season. Sure. Right away, people were like, I didn't make a sale yet, but I was the king of the world because, oh my God, he has NFL superstars doing his commercials. And by the way, it was a great commercial. Like I wouldn't let something cheesy go out, right? I was like, yeah. hey, I'm putting all, it's branding and marketing. So that answers your question. I spent money on marketing and I don't necessarily tell anyone to do this before I even made a dollar, before I even had a client. I was paying an NFL superstar real money um, to help be the face of my company. That take guts, man. Oh, stupid. Some will say stu stupid <laughs> guts. Obviously, it worked out. And now we have a relationship. I'm very good friends with his agent, right? So all that sure. you could trace back to, hey, you told me I was stupid there, but now you call me because you want something autographed. I get that every day. Hey, can Justin sign this? Well, what? Three years ago, seven years, you told me I was a dumbass. Now what? Jeff, knowing what you know now, if you can go back from day one, what advice would you give yourself? Mm. I come up with them daily, right? Now, um, you know, look, I'd be honest. I, I never, you know, if I, if I was thinking about giving up, I would have said, don't give up. But I never thought about it for a second, mm -hmm. um, ever. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I tell others, I can't really tell myself now is whatever you're starting. If you think a hundred grand's the number to start it, you better have three to four. Okay. I'm just being dead serious. If you think it's going to take 10 clients, you better go get 50. Okay. If you think you need three employees, you better hire 10, right? Because some are going to be dog shit. Some aren't going to like, seriously, right? So whatever you think you need. You're wrong. You're wrong. And the biggest issue that, that I see when people start their business is they give themselves false realities of what they want to do. And they quit because, you know, I want to open a business. I want to make a million my first year. 
right? Well, halfway through the year, they're not even at 300 grand. So they quit because they're quitting off the bar they set. So realistic expectations, and that goes all the way back to your planning. If you think it takes, a, if, if you think your runway is 100 grand, you better have 200 because you're going to be out of runway soon. And when you're out of runway, you're out of business. Yeah. You've accomplished so much in your career and you have a long way to go still. What is it that you're most proud of thus far in everything you've done? Um, probably the fact that all my employees are six figure earners, um, to be honest with you. And I've seen my intern who's now literally running my company make a shitload of money. And, and by the way, this isn't a greed thing about money. It's I can take somebody and I say, Hey, you know, seven years ago when I started, I couldn't get someone to make 45 grand. I didn't have the, I didn't have it. Sure. Now, when I say come work for me, right? Uh, and again, this isn't a dollar for dollar thing, but it's the fact that I've turned a business into a company people could work for, buy a house, put money in the bank, and make a living while helping me grow my dream, right? So yeah. I can give you an answer on the recruiting side, the people I work with, the celebrities, like all that shit's cool. But honestly, when it comes down to it, you know, it's your employees that get you there. So if I, if I have to look at one thing, I'm going to say the fact that my employees, I've changed all their lives by when I looked at them and said, come work for me. As long as you can keep up, you're going to have fun and make a shitload of money while helping people. It's all come true. And by the way, I had to go through, I don't want to say a dozen, but at least a dozen that, didn't trust me or quit because they couldn't make like, and I don't hold grudges on anybody. Right. They, they, they didn't have patience. And sometimes you, you can't have patience. Sometimes you got to pay your bills and you got to, you know, there's plenty of people that walked out on me. I wouldn't hire them back, but I don't wish anything bad. I'm still friends with all of them. Jeff, how, how has COVID affected you, your business personally? Um, personally, I was in New York twice a week feeling the hustle and the bustle, right? So we're all isolated. I have really no one in my office. You're the only uh, one. What's that? You're the only one. Yeah, there's two here today. But okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I miss meeting people. I think that's everybody. Sure. Um, but as far as my business, 50% of my clients are gone, dead. Okay. See ya. And I don't mean out of business, but the last thing they're thinking about is paying me a big fee to, to hire. Sure. Um, I was just very lucky that an industry that is not dead and it's thriving, I grew up in it, right? The mortgage side. Mm -hmm. And that has made up for not just, not, not just did it fill the void for the 50% that are gone, because those will come back. Sure. We tripled it this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, we tripled it. So when COVID hit, I was scared as shit. And then I realized, wait a minute, the mortgage business is cranking. That's my thing. Yeah. That's my thing. That's my go-to. That's where I came from. I doubled down on that and we'll do, we're having a great year, right? You just got to hope that that lasts until the other stuff comes back. Because when this thing does turn, it's going to turn like crazy. Like, you know, and that could be a year or two. I don't know, right? I'm not one of these people that pretend I know. I don't, I have no clue.
Sure. But when it does, everyone who's laid these people off and, and fired people, they're going to have to hire and I'll be right there still in business. You'll be back even stronger because you already have I'll the mortgage. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. Mortgage will go away. Right. So, so, you know, and I know that I okay. know that e even when we had the other mortgage stuff, I would tell my guys, you know, yeah, we could celebrate, but this party ain't going to last forever. Nothing does. I've seen that in three cycles at my first company, flying high, knock to your knees, flying high, knock to your knees. I've seen it twice here. Right. And, and you know, so whenever something's good, I don't sit back and, oh my God, we're killing it. Yeah. Hell no. I'm, I'm a year ahead of myself. Okay. What, what's next to maintain when the next thing falls off? So it, it, it ebbs and flows depending on the industry, how your business is then. Yeah, there's some recruiters yeah. that are just straight up out of business because they didn't, I was just lucky that I came up in the mortgage space, right? Yeah. But if, if, if you were the, the go-to auto-fucking-guru of supporting companies that sold copiers and things like that, you would have had the greatest run until six months ago. Yeah. And now you're done. You're done. Right. Yeah. I mean, you maybe not done, but that business is dead. Yeah. You're, you're finished. Right. So, you know, yeah. I was very fortunate. Lucky. Now I've seen the other side of this when I was in the mortgage industry and it was gone. Oh, eight, oh, nine. All of a sudden it's like, Oh shit, what am I going to do? Right. So I've seen the other side. Um, the only thing those people could do is, is try to reinvent what they recruit for. And if you're good, look, the cream will always rise. You may get kicked. You may be put down. But if you work hard enough, you'll get back up. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's agencies that just, like you said, they're just specifically in a certain vertical. So if you recruited just in hospitality and by the or way, restaurant, I, be I believe in that. But, but I will say I believe in that. I always tell everybody. Okay. Niche, you get rich. Okay. Right? Don't be that recruiter. This is my number one thing. Don't be that. And I still sort of live by this, right? We did. I, I'm just lucky that I never gave up on the mortgage side, okay. right? But I always tell people, go in and find one or two things and be the best at it versus being okay at 50 things, right? The biggest issue that recruiters had, and I still live by this, is they tried to be an expert in every industry. And I always say, hey, recruiters are like... Uh, Pawn stars, right? Um, not porn stars, pawn stars. Right? Okay, okay. Um, and what I mean by that, if you ever watch that, eh, we're like both. Um, if you ever watch that, these guys, you bring something in, they know everything about it. You're like, holy shit, how do these people know? Like, they're like some of the smartest people, they know everything. And I always tell recruiters, be the expert in that business that you know everything. You know what everyone's doing, every move they're making, because when you get on with a client that's in that industry, man, they're going to feel comfortable, right? Because you're the go-to. If I say, oh, yeah, like I see it all the time. Oh, we do HR. Oh, yeah, no, we do that. Oh, yeah, we do warehouse, and it's three people, right? Well, then none of you, you're an expert in nothing, Okay. right? So those recruiting firms that, that were doing one thing, they were doing, they were doing the right thing. They just got screwed. Now they got to find another one thing okay. right, to be an expert in. Okay. Cause when so, times do get tough, right. And maybe not COVID tough, everybody's going to go to the expert who's a mortgage recruiter.
Okay. I'm going to go to the expert who managed finance sales, right? Mm -hmm. Versus the guy or girl that does everything. So pre-COVID, Jeff, your company, what were they specializing in specifically? Um, mortgage was, okay. was, was half because okay. I never left that. I still deal, okay. I still wake up and recruit every day in the mortgage space. So that's always um, been your bread and butter, basically. That's always been my thing, what I'm known for. I built okay. this company, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then we were um, sales. Okay. If you called me for IT, I turned three off. I, I turned three things down yesterday. And you know what I told the guy? I had a call this morning. I told you this. I'd rather turn you down than let you down. I don't know programmers. I don't want to know it. Yeah. It's not fun for me. And you know what I tell people if you're the client? I suggest you, you know, oh, but we want to use you. We like your videos. And, and, and the other thing I do is I help companies brand themselves. So they think they're going to get that, right? Okay. But the honest to God truth is if it's not fun for me and excited, I'm not going to do it good. So I tell Otto, sir, I appreciate that you want to use me. Maybe we can find another way to work together, but I suggest you find another recruiter who's an expert in it. Cause I'm not. Okay. Let me tell you the amount of respect you get when you tell, I told the guy yesterday, no, it was a lady who was looking for dump truck drivers and uh, literally um, and project managers. And I said, listen, and she saw me on social media. And I said, unfortunately, I can't help you. That's not my thing. Well, I'm pretty sure you can figure it out. Yeah, but go find an expert. Seriously. Because I don't, uh, you know, but the average recruiter, you know what they say? Oh, yeah, I could do that. Not me. If I can't fill it, I don't want the job. Now, were you like that from the beginning, 2013, 14? Day one. So you would turn business down. Because turned, if, it didn't if I didn't fit. know about it, like okay. I, Okay. You know, like, yeah, if okay. I didn't know about it, right? Now, now, there's things that I've taken on because I'm like, oh, I could do that. And I go figure it out on my own. Sure. Right? Um, like the Pawn Star, right? I'm like, I'm going to do my research. I'm going to figure out. So you can give me anything, I'll do it. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not excited and passionate about that industry, I'm not your guy. I'm just not. Find yeah. someone that lives and breathes that because you're going to get a much better person, much better candidate, much better experience. So people are shocked when they call me and I, I refer business out. Um, when I turn business down, they think I'm nuts. And I'm like, you know what? You know what's crazy? Telling you I can do it because then it puts pressure on me and I'm busy enough. Yeah. And then you're mad at me. But I told the guy today, which is in my industry, but I said, listen, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. I'd rather be friends and have a good relationship than me tell you I'm going to do it. I don't get it done. I think you're an ass because you didn't hire my people. Well, really, I didn't know what I was looking for. You think I stink. And then we're back to why are we even talking? Yeah. Right? I'd rather protect my name and say, hey, man, I, I, I don't do this. This isn't what I live. And by the way, I, I tell everyone to do this, recruiting or not, the respect you get is so much more than if you tried and failed. Because there's okay. nothing wrong with failing in life, but there is something wrong when you fail for a client. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even definitely. though you may look and say, oh, wow, I failed, but I learned shit. What they're saying is, man, that kid sucks. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So I tell everybody, you know, the, the same thing, recruiter or not. What would you say is your biggest challenge right now in your role with for your company? Um wearing too many hats 
Okay. And everyone tells me to hire people to do stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No one can, you know, everyone thinks no one. And by the way, I know I'm wrong with this, right? I do, I do the marketing and I talk to my marketing people, which I, which I love. And then I get on the phone and recruit and I, and I go out and source. Well, why don't you hire a sourcer? And I say, because they can't do it as good as me, right? Like that's the problem we all have. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I know that's an issue. Okay. Right, all entrepreneurs are like, dude, no one could do it like me. So why would I let someone touch my shit? Um, the problem is you can't grow like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is the first year I hired three people underneath me just to help with my book of business and the mortgage side. Okay. That was tough because that's my baby. They're killing it. Okay. Right. And now I sit back. I'm like, God damn it! Why didn't I do this two years ago? Right. Yeah. Um. So that's my biggest issue is, is I'm in growth mode, but I'm stumping my growth because I want to keep doing everything. So what is the next five year look for you in the company? Is it just more um, growth mode or what? Yeah, we, we have this marketing arm that we've been keeping quiet. You know, the, the biggest thing is this, look, I got no problem with you um, wanting to pay me. Right. But I'm also a good enough partner that I tell Otto the truth, say, listen, I want to help you. I want to make millions with you, no doubt. But long-term, right, no, no recruiting company is doing this. Actually, there's one, my buddy, Joe Mullins. Um, but, and we came up kind of sort of together through the same people and in, uh, influence, right? He's the guy who puts mm -hmm. videos. Anyway, he gets it. Um, but one of the things that I tell people is, hey, listen, I want to take your money to the bank every day, all day but you're not going to become better as a company. So while I'm recruiting for you, let me help brand you from a hiring standpoint, not the widget you sell, why you're the best place to work. Well, how do you do that? It's easy. We do, we have the social media, we have experts that this is what they do. We also have the ability to get clients on the front page of um, any major news website. Because okay. of my relationships, right? So, okay. you know, that's something where next year, I'm, I literally put out today that I'm hiring two people to run this division. And it's going to be a digital agency, which we already have and it's proven, mm -hmm. for companies to brand themselves as the best place to work. So you don't have to hire people like me to go out. It's a lot easier for a resume to come in and people to be lined up around your building because they want to work there then pay me six figures to go out and find your people. Because if that side works, the marketing side, they're never going to stop paying me there. And it's a lot easier than the side I'm on now. So I'm two years ahead of myself on how do I replace myself right now? Right? Because okay. I'm always going to find the new company that needs to start on the bottom. They need to bring me in to hire. And then I wean them off. Well, what's your budget? Why don't we put something in place so you don't need me? Go find another one. Boom, boom. Once I take them from here and pass them off, the fee over here on the marketing side is a fraction. It of is. what the recruiting side is. Much smaller. It's almost free to them. They don't even notice it. But they never go away. Okay. So I'll take I'll – take, 3,000 a month over 20,000 a month forever versus one year, right? Too many uh, people are tripping over pennies to make dollars. Like I'll take you, park you here. I'm going to get enough people on the digital side where now you have five, you have a thousand people paying 2,000 a month, but you don't do anything. Nurture them here, put them over here. 
Yeah. It's going to be fucking insane. No one's doing it. Nobody. Again, I don't want to do your marketing for your company, what you sell. I want to help people understand that you're the best place to work. So the resumes come in. And if I can give you that, you'll never stop. No one's going to do it too, Jeff, because you're, you're shooting yourself on the foot on the recruitment side, like you said. Yeah, I mean, some but long yeah. term, but because they're just seeing the short term picture, but you're seeing long term. I want long term. Yeah. I want, I want to be able to, to help you, you know, all that, right? And then, yeah. and then we have the, the thing I'm working with Bradley and his team. Uh, haven't totally started because COVID killed me and I didn't want to, or I shouldn't say that, COVID killed the idea sure. but um i'm very big in linkedin right yes. and i think there's no one better to teach you than someone who's made millions using it yeah right? and that's a lot of people can say that right um so we're putting together a real linkedin like a professional linkedin platform that you go to and you learn how to use it versus calling me and me doing these webinars right interactive so then i can give it to a company that has a hundred salespeople, right? And say, listen, with COVID, knocking on doors is over, right? Yeah. Every time you hire someone, right? It's $400 a month. You can have a hundred users on it, right? Have them the second day, take my LinkedIn course so they understand the new way of finding, I'm not teaching you how to sell. I'm teaching you how to get in front of the auto to sell what you have. Okay. Again, Let's say that's 500 a month and it's unlimited. They go here, they pay forever, they never stop, and that just keeps adding up. Okay. And you're doing that too next year, you said, with Bradley? He's, yeah, uh, that, he's out of Vegas, right? Is it Lightning yeah. Speed? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've seen him on my thing. The best at what he does. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it a lot. I love his team. The issue I had was in order to do it, you have to fly out there. You don't necessarily have to, but if you want to do it right, you have to fly out there and spend three days shooting footage okay. in, you know, the, the training. Sure. I wasn't getting on a plane anytime soon. Okay. So now we're starting to get those talks back up, but that'll be something else that falls under the recruiting umbrella that, hey, listen, we can just do your staffing, but we can also help you with LinkedIn training. How to make your people better when you hire them. No one's doing that. Oh, and by the way, we can brand you. Which avenue do you want or do you want all three? Just give me, I'll take a piece. I, you don't always yeah. need the whole pie, brother. Yeah. Give me a little piece. Jeff, with the branding and marketing that you want to start, you said, I think January, right? It, I mean, it started. Okay. But we're just not opening it up. If I open it up today, we'll bury ourselves because I'll have a hundred companies in a day saying, sign me up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I got to put things in place. Sure. Again, I don't want to, I don't want to let you down. So we have 40 clients using it now. Okay. Right. Um, or, and some aren't even clients on the recruiting side. Right. Okay. You know, we generate resumes on Facebook. Okay. That's where your people are. They're not always on LinkedIn. Yeah. How do you do that? Let us show you how. Okay. Let us run it for you. Right. Digital agencies do this all the time. They just don't do it for hiring. Um, so that, that'll kick off for the entire, doesn't matter who you are, where you are, we'll take you on. Right now, we really only wanna work with our clients because sure. it's a special, right? At that point, you'll be a client of the marketing side, maybe not using me to do your staff. Are, are you doing that all in-house as far all as- All in-house. Okay, okay. We may outsource 
to guys I actually call them in-house, but they're not that mm-hmm. typically we send so much stuff to like if freelancers. You build, or, yeah. If you want to yeah. build a website, I got a guy who's building my, my fifth website right now. Mm-hmm. Right. He, he, he's my guy and right. I would send you there. Right. Um, yes. But as far as everything else, it'll be in-house. Okay. That's great. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited because it's fun. Yeah, you're 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 stepping uh your your toes in a lot of different niches now. I want to I want to have them all spinning, in case something shits out on you. Sure. Okay, I got others spinning. While these are spinning, how do I get a third wheel spinning? You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. Jeff, last question: In your free time, what what do you like to do for fun? Golf. <laughs> Be in the golf course. Be on the golf course. Love it. I don't have much free time, but, but I'm again, I'm not one of these assholes. Oh, I don't have time to play. Like, you know, the number one excuse that I, that I have in my book is people say they don't have time. If you like something, you'll make time. Yeah. And let me tell you, I make time. I get enough in. Yeah. Oh, but you work so much. Yeah, but I love it. I'll find time. Right. Hanging out with my kids. I'll find time. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so that's my passion. Just flew back from Naples the other day. Um, played some of the greatest courses and and it's one of those things where I leave my phone in the car most of the time you're with your friends right you're you're being challenged to move this fucking little white ball down the you know which is almost impossible for me lately mm-hmm. um and you're with nature and it's it's my way I remember when I was going through those four years that I couldn't sleep mm-hmm. I had to go see someone because I'm like Dude, I kept losing my vision because of stress right okay. and they're like oh it's your brain you know triggers and you know we got to figure out a way to stop it the only way for me to finish that how to stop it was to make money and get my company going boom they went away (laughs) but one of the things that this lady said was what do you love to do that makes you just chill and i was like golf she goes then you need to play more of it i said can i get a letter saying that (laughs) you know um but it's not just the sport it's everything else that comes with it right some people like to meditate like i like to be out there where no one can bother me you can't email me. You can't call me. I'm not going to do an interview. And I'm going to, you know, I'm still a guy that was an athlete who has that ticket him that, sure. okay, you know, this is my time to try to conquer something, right? Yeah. So I, that, that's, it's, I mean, it's my true passion. I fucking love it. All right. That's great. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you if they want to reach out? I, I know you're already getting bombarded through LinkedIn, Instagram and everything, but if they wanted to reach out or check out your. Yeah. Just Jeff at universityrecruiters.com. Okay. Simple as that. I'll get back to you. That's the crazy thing. I still get back to everybody. I have a team now that handles my social media. Okay. Um, but they'll let me know, Hey, this guy's emailed you. She's emailed you. We got to get back to her and I'll get back to you. It may not be the next hour, but I'll get back to you. Sure. I got back to you pretty quick. You did. Yeah. So. You did. Not All everyone's right. going to get the answer they want, but I'll get back to you. Jeff, thank you so much again, buddy. I appreciate you got it. got it, brother. Keep kicking ass, man. All right. Good thank you. You too. Bye Take bye. care. If you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review and comment and let me know what you think. Thank you, and I'll see you all very soon on the next episode.